Yeah. Pre-show yeah. convo. Well, mm -hmm. we were recording that, right? Which part? The beginning. Um, I got everything from Fruity Pebbles. Hey. <laughs> Welcome to All In. I'm Rick Jordan. Today, I'm the CEO of a large technology company, but in 2007, I lost it all. And now I'm here to share the lessons I've learned and the strategies my guests have used to build success from the bottom up. And in every episode, you'll get something to reach for and something to grab onto, whether it's personal development, business, technology, or giving back. You'll be able to ignite the spark in your life to make that change and transformation. So 10 years down the road from now, You'll be able to look back and say, I don't even know that person that I was. I'm so glad I decided to rise. I'm so glad I decided to stand up and actually begin to start to ignite the spark, to go all in. Welcome back to All In with Rick Jordan. I am your host, Rick Jordan. And I love my own show because I have such amazing guests on my show. And today is Marky Williams. Hello. Hello. What's shaking? <laughs> uh, not a whole lot. I'm just uh, excited to be here. And um, yeah, very happy to be here. Yes. I'm excited to have you here. Tell everyone what you do, who you are. I, I prefer the who you are rather than who? what you do. Yeah. yeah you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so many people blend those together. They, yeah. And they're different. I'm like, I can tell you what I do, what, you know, moneymaker, whatever. But um, who I am is um, an athlete, um, bikini athlete. I do competitive bodybuilding. Um, I am a human rights uh, advocate, I would I would call myself. Yeah. Um, so there's kind of a lot of things that go along with that. But yeah, that's in a nutshell. That's who Marky is. That's that's a great nutshell. Yeah. Yes. Where does all that come from? Is that? Um, you know, how did you say this is who I am? Gosh, uh, you know, um, it's kind of a it's actually pretty recent part of my life, like just within the past four years that I've created this um, identity for yeah. myself. If you'd asked me before who I was, I would have been like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so it's uh I, I describe myself based on um, the life I've made for myself and what I do today and the things that I'm passionate about. And um, it just it's constantly evolving. I mean, it's it's a great yeah, place. I feel like I'm, I'm you know, not to sound cliche, but I'm living my best life. Hey, uh, <laughs> thank you, Cardi B. <laughs> uh, just don't break into some mumble rap. No, 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 no. I won't no. do that. <laughs> Yeah, no. Like, can we cut that out? Um, so, yeah, just um, I am. I'm very passionate about my life and very um, excited, and I get overwhelmed and I get, you know, stressed out. But for the most part, I'm living my best life, and it just gets better and better because I continue to meet amazing people and have opportunities like this to be on your podcast today. Yeah, so that is fantastic. Yeah, and. What's awesome about things being fantastic is there was a point to where things were not so fantastic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's can we go deep a little and dive into that? Yeah, yeah, because that's yeah. A, it, you hit on something super key that mm -hmm. I love grabbing onto because 
you said that you just sort of like figured it out in yeah. the past couple of years, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's taken that long in your life, you know, mm-hmm. not that we're old, but taken mm-hmm. many years to get to that point. Yeah. And yeah. I, even coming out of high school, you know, I, I you hear a lot about, you know, well, what do I do with my life? And that's mm-hmm. a big question when you're a senior in high school, right? You're supposed to have it all figured out, mm-hmm. but you don't for years after that. So we have fantastic now. Mm-hmm. Fantastic, Marky. Mm-hmm. Yes. Tell me about... Not so fantastic, Marky, from years ago. Yeah, well, gosh. Um, so not so fantastic, Marky. Um, you know, I it, it was kind of this. Uh, if I would picture it visually, it was kind of like a you know life just you know kind of moving along. You know, was wasn't great, wasn't terrible, and then I hit a really uh, terrible point in my mm-hmm. life, um, and then. I, you know, came back up and it was up to me. And so, um, say that again. It was up to who? It was up to me. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what, uh, I mean, I don't know how far back to go, but I guess I could, um, I guess I could go back to like when I I came out to Seattle. So I'm from Ohio. Um, and I, had graduated from the University of Akron, had a bachelor's degree in music. Awesome. Um, classical guitar and a voice oh. were kind of my focus. Um, didn't finish my dance minor, but I had uh, plans to dance professionally, and I'd done a couple intensive dance studies in Spain during my undergrad. Um, I was trying to get back over to Spain on a Fulbright grant. It didn't quite work out. Um, I just joke and say, oh, I went the wrong way and ended up in Seattle. But that's not quite what happened. <laughs> um, I was trying to get to Spain. I uh, didn't get the grant I applied for. I hadn't applied to grad school. I was just kind of like, what do I do with my life right now? Because I have this degree in music and actually I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And I want to focus on dance. And then I didn't get this opportunity that, you know, what do I do? I don't have like any real like technical job skills and I don't want to teach. Um, so it's kind of a feeling of being a little bit lost just right there, not sure yeah, what to do. Because yeah. as you said, it's like you're, you know, you, you high school and college, you, you go and you study and you're supposed to know what you're going to do with the rest of your life. Yep. And it, I didn't feel like that. And I was like, I just spent five years working on something and I have a piece of paper and college debt and I don't know what to do. Um, <clears throat> but I did know I did not want to stay in Ohio. I didn't want to stay in a small town. Does anybody? Not that I don't. Not that I. You know, have anything against Ohio? Yeah, yeah, but. yeah. I, I. It's funny. I've, I'm kind of circling back to like eventually. I want to be kind of out in the country, out in the rural of area. Of course, that's the but beauty of it. Right? That's the beauty yes. of it. But when you come from that and you're in a small town, you're just like, God, I got to get out of here. Yeah. Um. I didn't want to go to Pittsburgh, which was the nearest big city. Um. It was just kind of too close to home. So yeah, yeah. I had an older brother out here. Um. We're not super close, but I thought, you know, he's out here in Seattle doing his thing. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna come out here. I'm gonna give it a shot and just see what happens. Um, so I did. <clears throat> Just packed up a couple suitcases, um, flew out here, got an apartment, um, got a job as a personal executive assistant, and uh, just, you know, start my new life mm-hmm. out here. 
First and off, shout out to personal executive assistants because yeah. I have an awesome <laughs> one. And if you were doing that, you made someone's life extremely more smooth sailing. Yeah. That is a, it's a beautiful profession. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's unique. It's something I hadn't actually even thought of until, again, coming out to a big city. There are more opportunities. Yeah. And it's, it was one of those jobs where I'm like, oh, this exists. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have to have a special degree in any, anything for this. So, um, it just, it just, worked out so i got the job <clears throat> so life you know it was just i was just kind of still floating along um and it was tough because i just moved out here i was working a ton um wasn't really making friends or had time to go out and meet anybody i was just exhausted when yeah, i wasn't working yeah. and so it was it's kind of this weird feeling of excitement because i was in a new city and in a job and i had I didn't really know what I was going to do with my future, but I knew um, I knew it was going to be great. I knew it was going to yeah. succeed. Whatever it is, you know, kind of figured out. But then also at the same time, feeling a little bit, you know, kind of lost and just like, what am I? All right. What am yeah. I doing? What am I waiting for? You're here? reflecting as a lot do looking back and saying, mm-hmm. well, what have I done in my life so far? Yeah. You know, yeah. And, uh, has anything I done I've done so far count? towards anything at all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that the lowest of your lows? No, not at all. No, it was, um, it was really just kind of a, if I look back at that exact moment before I got into the lowest of my low point, um, it was just sort of a, a stagnant kind of loss, not a bad place. And I, I wasn't a bad person. I wasn't a selfish person, but I wasn't also a very giving person. Um, and, you know, my future was concerned all about me, 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 me. What yeah. what do I want to do? What am I going to do? Uh, when am I going to be successful? When am I going to have money? When am I, you know, and it wasn't really, I didn't really have um, a whole lot of awareness for anybody else, anybody else's problems, or if mm. I had sort of any kind of responsibility or reason to care about anybody else. Um, <clears throat> so at that time, uh, you know, I, I wasn't, out there meeting people and I thought, well, I want to date, you know, I kind of want to start that chapter of my life because sort of avoided that in college uh, because I just wanted to focus on my studies and, you know, I'm going to have a career and um, And music and music. Yeah. Yeah. And then that changed when I graduated. I decided I don't want to do that anymore. Um, So online dating was kind of just coming in. It was a thing. And um, so, you know, I was trying to meet people online um, ended up meeting somebody who uh, initially there was a lot of attraction to spark kind of right off the bat. Um, it evolved quickly into a relationship. Um, and I little did I know that that was going to be uh, the beginning of years of the destruction of who I was. Wow. Um, until I reached my rock bottom breaking point. And, and that whole experience um, and everything that I went through was really, it got me to that like make or break it, you know. And fortunately I made it. And that's why I'm here today and doing all the amazing things that I get the privilege of doing. Um, For sure. So you got to this make it or break it point, and this mm-hmm. is 
this is really the turning point. Mm-hmm. You know, and it everyone has these moments in their lives too. Yeah, I don't yeah. believe that everyone has had it just completely easy mm-hmm. and has never had any adversity in their life whatsoever. Yeah. Everyone has something to some degree. Yeah. Some of us, like you and I, have had a lot of really, really low lows mm-hmm. that we've had to climb our way back even even higher just yeah. to catch up with everybody. Yeah. But there's a point in that low to where it's like, okay, make it or break it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what made your decision you said earlier like it all depended on you yeah it absolutely did um so i guess to i could kind of give you more of the story before before that uh make it or break it yeah. point take us um, in just to, you've yeah. got me sucked in yeah, so far yeah I mean, yeah is- so um so the the relationship that i found myself in um i didn't know it at the time but it it, it was emotionally and verbally abusive and um there was a very very systematic process that I was put through of manipulation and brainwashing and isolation. So that, but by the time um, I started experiencing physical violence and physical abuse, um, there was there was nobody for me to turn to. Um, all my resources had been taken away from me, financial, everything. So I I found myself with this person in a city, no family, no friends, and I was really trapped. Um, and I it, it became mm. just a living hell. Um, I mean, I, I won't even go into all the details of just the, the daily uh, abuse, the violence, the attacks. Um, it led into a situation where I was trafficked for a couple years. Um, and so it it got to a point where I remember, especially the last year, <clears throat> just really feeling like my life didn't matter. And well, the the circle you were in, it didn't matter to it them. It didn't. No, it definitely didn't. Um, and uh, it it was even more of a lost feeling than when I moved out there because when I moved out to Seattle. I was filled with hope and, you know, I, I don't know what's where exactly my life is going to take me, but it's going to be amazing. Yeah. And then four years later to be in that situation where I was and having been in that place for years, it just like there was no hope. There was no bright future. There was no, you know, well, we're going to work this out and then things are going to be, you know, no. It was... It was a point where I, I want to say I'd given up, but I, I hadn't quite completely given up, or I wouldn't be here. But it was it was very very close to that. Yeah. And there were times where, um, you know, during abuse or violence, where I was just like, I hope he actually kills me this time, because I won't have to deal with this anymore. That's an easier escape sometimes. Isn't yeah. It? Than yeah. having to try to fight your way out. Yeah, because they're really not having any resources. It was yeah. just like there was just no, there was no way out from what I could see at the time. <clears throat> um, and and I, when I think back, uh, I think uh, I remember kind of, I'm, I'm a very faith-based person. And I remember likewise at that time, yeah, I remember at the time just kind of wondering and like, what did I do wrong? Like, why am I, 
why yes, am I here? Yes. Like, there, am I being a, punished or? <laughs> absolutely. And what? you're hitting on a key point there too, because that's almost some conditioning yeah. that we've probably had being faith-based ourselves yes. because I've had the same reflection points uh-huh. you know, and sometimes even encouraged to think that way and yeah. how I grew up, you know, whenever something wrong goes in your life, you know, you start to feel that way. What did I do wrong? Yeah. You know, where did, where did I mess up? Mm-hmm. And th- this is hope for everyone who's listening too, is most of the time it's not you yeah. that has done anything. Yeah. You know, there is just there's bad people out there. There mm-hmm. are bad things in this world, mm-hmm. and there's an opportunity in that to be a light, to be a beacon that can break through mm-hmm. all of that bad, all of that darkness. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing that you did to be put in that situation, but there is a purpose for it. There is. There is a absolutely. absolutely. Every time you're in that bad spot, there yeah. is a reason for it, mm-hmm. especially if you're that light, mm-hmm. and you're meant to be there just so you can shine brighter. Because yeah. lights are very much brighter when they're in complete darkness, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and oh, that, yeah. I love that. So yeah. you, you you do have me sucked into your story. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, all right, you're at this low no, point. Yes, 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 and you 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 put it beautifully that it's um you know it, it it's it's not your fault. You you're not put in that. I wasn't being punished. God wasn't putting me in this horrible abusive situation. It's not who God to is. Punish me. No. no. Um but I do remember at the time just kind of asking like what did I do wrong? Like is this is this it? Is this how I'm supposed to die? Like this was my life. Well, like, what was the point of this, God? Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I remember also feeling like uh, hearing, like, this isn't it, you know. Um, but I wasn't really, I wasn't really uh, seeing a way out. I wasn't mm-hmm. seeing anybody, you know, nobody was coming to rescue me. You know, I was just here. Nobody knew what was happening. My family doesn't know. They're thousands of miles away. I've been isolated, cut off from communicating from them. They think all these things about me because of, you know, uh, just a lot of uh, things I was coerced in doing and saying. And so nobody actually knows what's going on here. Um, So nobody's going to come rescue me. Um, And I, I finally realized that this was something that, if I'm going to get out of it, it's I'm going to have to take that first step. I'm going to have to do something. Um, and uh, I was still kind of not really sure what that was going to look like or what mm-hmm. it was going to be. And I remember when I first went to see a, a domestic violence advocate, a legal advocate, you know, kind of telling her what was going on and just thinking like I don't even know if I should be here she's gonna just send me away like go you know go work this out it's you're just overreacting or something I mean crazy stuff I I was so brainwashed at that time I was just kind of like I I this is I know I need to take a step to do something I just don't I don't even know if this is the right thing to do that's always the case though isn't it yeah and you know it is just making the decision and yeah. taking that step. Yeah. It pains me and it really saddens my heart when 
I was like, yeah, I, I wish that I could change something yeah. about my situation, but I don't know how. Uh-huh. And it's okay to not know how. It's okay to not know how. It's just okay. Well, it's just don't stay in that situation. Yeah. Make the decision to say, I am done with this. Mm-hmm. You know, And I, I don't know if that was what you were thinking, but even though you don't know how, you still want to make the change. So you mm-hmm. just start down that path. And then what needs to happen will present itself. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're exactly right because uh, it wasn't, at that time, it wasn't a clear like, well, I'm going to go meet this advocate and we're going to form an escape plan yeah, no, and then yeah. we're going to yes. go from A, B to C and this is that I'm going to get. I had no idea. And 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 I know what kind of resources are available now. But at the time, like I said, I, I, I didn't even know what exactly I was doing or what I needed to do. I just felt like I was at a point where um, it, it was just it was just a red level. Like there's this voice screaming inside me, or God telling me, like you're not going to be alive for very much longer if you don't do something. And you already <clears throat> answered my question. I was going to ask yeah. is what was going through your head yeah. when you decided I'm done with this. Yeah, I'm escaping at this point. Yeah, and that was it. That yeah. was it. That was it. And I, like I said, I wasn't even sure what the plan was. I wasn't even sure, am I escaping? Is she going to tell me I'm crazy? Or So I met with this advocate, um, and she, I remember her asking me a series of questions. You know, has, uh, has your uh, partner ever made you feel unsafe? Have they ever threatened violence? Have they ever been violent? If they would kill you, how would they do it? You know, questions that you shouldn't know the answer to. Yeah. Um, but I knew all of the answers. Um, and at the end, she said, okay, um, I asked you these questions because they help determine what your level of danger is in this situation, in this domestic violence relationship, which was still weird for me to kind of like sure. wrap my mind around domestic violence relationship. Sounds like you would have aced that test Yeah, in a bad yeah, way. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and she said, you know, uh, <clears throat> based on your answers um, and, and national statistics, she said, uh, he's going to kill you. Um, she said it might be accidental. Um, it might be intentional. Yeah. But he, he you're not going to make it out of this alive like hmm. you, you um and uh i'm not going to tell you what to do uh i can't tell you what to do but if you want to leave and if you want help i'm here that is can we pause there just for yeah. one sec mm-hmm. so we have a lot of commonalities in how we're very much faith-based in what in what we do mm-hmm. you know and even that phrase is crazy but we have a we have a higher source that we lean on yeah yeah <laughs> right and uh-huh. what you just said is probably the most perfect advice that anyone could ever give because she did not really give you advice mm-hmm. she didn't say do this yeah and it, that happens a lot. So I would I would encourage anyone who is in your situation or a situation like this or even just in a rough spot and you're mm-hmm. seeking help mm-hmm. to find somebody who's going to be that way. Just say, here is the straight truth. If you are just going to 
continue in your situation. I am here to help you escape that. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you what to do because it's almost yeah. as if they're leaning on you to say, you need to figure it out. Yeah. I'm here to help you mm -hmm. every step of the way. It's like a butterfly coming out of the cocoon, mm -hmm. right? And the only way that you can come out of that cocoon as mm -hmm. a butterfly and survive is if you mm -hmm. do it on your own. Yeah. Yeah. But everything around in nature is given to you to be mm -hmm. able to to that butterfly to, or that caterpillar coming out of the forming into a butterfly coming out of the cocoon to be able to do that and come out even stronger. Yeah. And it, I, I love it. I love counselors like that. I love yeah. therapists like that. Yeah. To say, I am just here to help. Mm -hmm. So even when I've counseled in years past, it's just I I started out with I'm never going to tell you what to do because. Yeah. You're going to do what you're going to do regardless mm -hmm. of what I say. Mm -hmm. Let me just tell you what I see. Let me just give you a little perspective. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that sounds like what this this woman did. It was a woman, it's, right? It, yeah. Yes, yes. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Saying, based on statistics, this is what's mm -hmm. coming your way. Yeah. And that was just the straight truth it was. to you. <laughs> it was absolutely the straight truth. And um, I, uh, <clears throat> I remember coming out of that appointment feeling a little in denial. Yeah. A lot in denial. I thought, uh, okay, that's not what I wanted to hear. Um, and, and deep down, I think I, I recognized it. And I, I knew that it was not a good situation. And I knew there was something wrong. That's what prompted me to go there. But to actually hear those words and, and it, I, I didn't want to believe it suddenly. I was just, no, no. Um, I'm going to I'm going to think about this some more. Yeah. You know, so even then, it wasn't a clear-cut answer to me. <clears throat> a couple weeks later, um another violent incident, my life is threatened again. And I it, that kind of clicked for me. I was like, "Okay, wow, she's she's right." And I uh, I do need help. Um I I don't know what to do though. Um so I went back to see her again. Um and I said, okay, you said you'd help me. I'm ready to do this. Help me figure out what I need to do. Um, so she helped me put together a plan, how to get out of that situation. I was able to get out safely. Um, yay. And yay, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but you know what? This is, this is the point where I would say <clears throat> I was actually at my rock bottom. So it wasn't even in that abusive relationship of, close to four years, that was not my rock bottom. It was after I got out, I was safe. That's I was a survivor. That was actually where I felt my rock bottom because I suddenly was in full control of my life again. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Uh, but I still had no friends, no family, no finances, no resources other than a few, you know, things that I got from um, the advocacy group. Uh, and so it, worse than that, I just didn't have any hope or or belief in myself wow. or sense of direction. So it was kind of like, OK, so I just had someone uh, destroy my life and uh, what do I do now? You know, and should I even do anything? And again, that's where I feel like my faith came into play because, you know, I, I realized I, 
I have been sort of missing for years. Um, and it doesn't feel like anybody really noticed. Um, and, and not that, you know, not that anybody knew what was going on. So it's not, this is not to blame anybody, but I just realized, I said, this all happened and nobody knows. And I don't even know how I would start telling people that I need help. Um, and I kind of just felt like, you know, I had, I had went missing. I had disappeared for years and I could completely disappear off this planet. And I, question i'm like is anybody even gonna know and what what do i actually have to live for right now because all i can look at is everything in my life that's been destroyed i I don't even know who i am right now who am like what is my purpose in life like why did all this happen and what in the heck am i supposed to do now and do do I do I even need to be here? Um, Your question: What what do I have to live for? Yeah, what do I have to live for? What did you find an answer to that question? I think my answer really really came from um, my faith, and that you know it's it's not my decision to when my life starts or ends. Um, and so as long as I'm here, I have to keep trying, mm-hmm. um, but I need to feel better and I need to feel better right now because, uh, you know, I just, I, I can't stay in this place where I'm at mentally and emotionally. Yeah. Um, and the first thing I thought of was working out exercise is supposed to make you feel better. Um, and so they say, so they say (laughs) it does. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. So I, I started working out. I had gotten into stable housing. I'd gotten a job. I was making some money. I was able to go to the gym. I started CrossFit. Um, so these, these positive things started happening in my life. Um, and it was through that that I randomly thought of bodybuilding. And again, this is where I say, I'm like, it was so random. I feel like God put the idea in my head or something. Yeah, I was going to say it's not so random. <laughs> I, I, well, because I didn't, I didn't know anybody. I didn't know anything about the sport. Yeah. I didn't know any coaches. I didn't know any trainers. I didn't know any competitors. I knew nothing about this sport. Um, but I knew people in my CrossFit gym were doing CrossFit competitions and I didn't feel like I fit into that. So I thought, what else could I do? And bodybuilding came to mind. And I don't, I don't even know where this idea came from. Um, but I started looking into it. Um, I found a show a few months away in my area, registered for the show, started doing all my own training and competition prep. Um, took fourth place in my very first competition that I completely prepped for by myself, which is almost unheard of. Yeah. Um, And it just turned into a completely new life for me. And I continue to compete. Um, I've been doing it about four years now. Yeah, yeah. And uh, from that, I've um, 
made a ton of friends and connections um, within the industry, um, outside of the industry. I've um, tried to be uh, very active in nonprofits that work with domestic violence victims, mm. work with human trafficking victims. So um, it's, you know, looking back at my rock bottom point, I never, never, ever imagined any of this today, anything that would have existed. Oh, sure. When you started working out regularly, were you obese at the time? No. Mm -mm. I think that's so key. You know, I, mm -hmm. I didn't know the answer, but mm -hmm. I kind of could guess yeah. at the answer that yeah. you weren't. Yeah. Because that, um, that seems to be the reason why so many want to work out mm -hmm. is to lose weight, which is the wrong kind of decision. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No. What would you say it was about just working out? You know, I'm curious on your perspective that put you on the path that you feel to where you are today. Yeah. Yeah. So really, like I say, the motivation for me working out was just like, I need to feel good. I need to start feeling better. Um, and I think exercise is an excellent Mm -hmm. uh, place to start for that and fitness um, because it requires discipline. It requires a routine. It ding, requires ding. stability. Yep. Yeah. It requires consistency, dedication. Um, and that really, really helped me mentally and emotionally, not just physically, but just developing all those habits um, really was, a, a, I think, a critical step yeah. Um, yeah. And the turning point for me there. Oh, I love it. You're speaking my language now at this point. Because, yeah. I mean, I, I was fat and I did drop yeah. a lot of weight yeah. with that. But that's, I, it wasn't losing weight. It was uh -huh. even my goal or my decision. It's yeah. everything that you're saying right now. Yeah. That's why I'm loving this because it's yeah. the discipline, the consistency. Yes. And that's what a lot are missing from their lives. You know, mm -hmm. you don't have to be obese yeah. to, to have to work out or right. want, want to make that decision because it's yeah. a life change decision. It is. Yeah. And th this is uh, this is you've described probably one of the biggest life changes that I've ever heard. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. biggest transformations. Oh my God, I'm I'm loving it. <laughs> and it yeah. But that consistency, that discipline, is mm -hmm. what starts you on that path. It does. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't know what's coming next, and you stum stumbled. Mm -hmm. You're saying random. Mm -hmm. Of course, we know it's not so random. But yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Randomly, bodybuilding came out of right. it, and now you're this amazing rock star bodybuilder yeah. that has a following <laughs> yeah. that a lot of a lot of people are inspired by you yeah. because of yeah. your story. Mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. Going back to that question, what do I have to live for? Yeah, You have to live for everybody else that's looking at you right now and saying i can relate Absolutely. to a, even just a small piece of that story yeah and that's that's really what um once i started my first year and in, in the first competitions and i kind of started vlogging and and sharing what i was doing and i, I didn't think anyone would care yeah. yeah and it turned out a lot of people started tuning in and so i i said to myself from the beginning i said you know this is not all about you you know, bodybuilding can be a very narcissistic, self-centered oh, sport. Sure. But I said, this is this is how you're going to give back. You're going to the point here is that you got a second chance, and you've had to put in the work. You are the one who got you here, but don't forget where you came from. And if you're going to do this and accept all the winning and the competition glory yeah, or whatever yeah. have you um don't let that be the reason um that this starts and ends um there are other people who've gone mm. through what you've gone through or similar or worse 
And as much as I wished at that time I had someone to look up to, I didn't. If, if I could be that for anybody else, and that's the purpose I can find yeah, for everything yeah. that I went through, then I can be okay with that. Absolutely. When, when you find out, because this is something that goes from my head too, when yeah. you find out that, wow, people are actually listening to what I have to say, does that drive you to try to do even better absolutely. for Absolutely. Yeah, it's a- <laughs> absolutely. It's it's one of it's- the things too where, uh, you know, I'll get messages sometimes on Instagram or someone says, hey, you know, I hate to bother you. I'm sure you get a lot of messages, but, you know, this is happening in my life or I just I just I found your I just wanted to yeah. talk is it okay if I ask you some questions or whatever I'm like yes this is like if I can again not giving you advice not telling you what to do but if I can give you hope and encouragement um, and some inspiration and maybe some guidance on what your options are to get yourself to a better place that means everything to me that if I can help somebody who's going through that because I'm like I know what you're going through I've been there I know how you're feeling and let me tell you there's better and you can get out and you can do better and you can have a happy fulfilling amazing life I'm blown away yeah I gotta sit back and just take a (laughs) breather or something oh my god wow that my guess I, I always ask to leave one thing with our audience, with our listeners, mm-hmm. you know, you might have even just said it because as you were saying, I'm like, mm-hmm. this is probably it. Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah. <laughs> but it, if there's one thing you can pull out of the show today that we've talked about and you've done most of the talking, mm-hmm. thank you, because yeah. you just floored me. And mm-hmm. I really appreciate you being on here. What is one thing that you would want from our conversation today to everyone who's listening just to grab onto? Mm. Oh, gosh, it's hard to pick one one thing, but if I could kind of wrap it up into one one message it would be um you know don't uh don't ever give up on yourself don't ever stop believing in yourself you know even if there's nobody around you to believe in you or to encourage you um know that your life matters and even if you know you've bodybuilding I, i had no experience i had no i wasn't an athlete through college or whatever i just you know i i needed to do something and i found my thing and I believed in myself and I set a goal and I accomplished it and it just keeps growing and growing and growing. And so you can apply that idea yeah. to 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 your life, you know, redefine your future. Don't be don't be destroyed by the challenges and the obstacles that you've dealt with in your life. Take those as an opportunity to learn, to become stronger. And then if you were on the wrong path or you weren't just weren't on the right path, like keep going, you know, believe in yourself, redefine yourself um, and figure out what it is you need to do to get to that next and better place. But it it starts with you. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. You have a podcast too, right? I do. Yeah. Yes. Where can everyone find you? Find your podcast, find you on social media. Uh, so my podcast is called Project Marquee. Um, and you can find me on social media at Marquee Williams. That's M-A-R-K-I-E Williams. Um, Instagram, Facebook, 
It's kind of my my primary. And then MarkyWilliams.com. Yes. Follow Marky because she's amazing. Thank you. Absolutely amazing. Thank you for being here. Thank you for coming on. It's my pleasure. I'm I'm so glad I get to be here. Yes. Thank you, Rick. See ya. Hey, thanks for going all in with me today. Subscribe to the show so you get the new episodes when they come out every Monday. Rate and review the show if you're listening on iTunes. Follow me on social media at Mr. Rick Jordan. As always, you can find links and references to anything we've talked about in this episode in the show notes. And finally, share this episode with someone who you think might be able to level up their life by listening. I am Rick Jordan, and I approve this message. <laughs> cheat meals should be worth it. They should be. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't have a cheat meal that's having, like, one Oreo. Yeah. Oh, man. Preaching myself. No. <sighs> Go all in, right? Go all, Go in. all in. Go all in with the sugar <laughs> yeah. on your cheat meals. Oh. Yeah. Who, I just know I turned into Carby you off get to that point. Yes, Carby. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused with Cardi bad. B. It, you're, you're the new. Not Cardi B. Yeah, you're the new yeah. artist, Carby. Carby, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Formerly known as Marky Williams. Yes, yeah. Carby. Carby. <laughs>